afternoon good evening good afternoon good evening america wherever it is you are in these beautiful united states of america welcome to another edition of the sea report coming to you live on this uh wednesday july 27th 2022 i hope everyone's having a great evening i hope you all had a great dinner or if not you're about to have a great dinner and that your morning and your afternoon have been blessed as always. Much appreciated, everyone, joining us this uh, evening as we get into another episode of The Sea Report. Ladies and gentlemen, to bring you some America First news and headlines and views that can take us quite anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. It can take us quite anywhere. Before we get started into tonight's show, though, I would like to stop in and encourage you all to stop by Shop Mr. CTV. That's right, guys. It's time for that uh, necessary plug for the show. If you're looking for some Mr. C apparel, attire, accessories, whatever it is you might be looking for, uh, for the C Report and Mr. C TV and beyond, please stop by. You can do so by going to thecreport.com. Thecreport.com, ladies and gentlemen, click on that store tab and it will take you right over to our online shop for Mr. C TV. Get your political truth designs in the mail today. And when you enter in promo code 1776 reborn, ladies and gentlemen, you can get a 17% discount coupon um, for a limited time over at shop Mr. C TV, ladies and gentlemen. Highly recommend it when you do so. You support America, you support this broadcast, and you support truth and journalistic information and integrity coming to you from Mr. CTV. Ladies and gentlemen, shop promo code 1776REBORN, and you can get that discount today. All right, guys, just got to get that out of the way right and ready with. We're live this afternoon on multiple fronts, including the foxhole.app, pilt.net, Rumble, CloutHub, Odyssey, Trovo, and Twitch. So if you are joining us on any of those venues, welcome, welcome, welcome. Please make sure to follow and subscribe and uh, hit the bell for notifications. <laughs> just kidding, guys. We're not YouTube friendly over here, so you don't have to hit that bell, but you can hit the like button or the thumb up button give us a rumble if you're over there at rumble for mr c tv and all of the broadcasting live streaming and uh, shows that uh, we like to share with you all here at the c report on mr c tv all right got that out of the way guys now what on earth do we have going on today ladies and gentlemen a lot of news a lot of news coming out in the bouts if you know where to look for it, but uh, today I think would probably be what you would consider a love letter to Wisconsin, ladies and gentlemen, because we'll be talking about the great cheese state. Actually, I don't even know if that's the name. Uh, is it the cheese state, Wisconsin? <laughs> 
<laughs> what is Wisconsin, ladies and gentlemen? I'm not so sure. I don't know. I don't know that. Uh, I don't know the, monic the, the moniker or the uh, little nickname there of the state of Wisconsin. So maybe some of you guys can enlighten me. The uh, Milwaukee Beer State. I don't know. But anyhow, uh, uh, th that is not to disrespect my friends from Wisconsin. But uh, we'll be talking a lot about Wisconsin lately, uh, later in just a minute. Uh, as we uh, are kind of keeping our eyes on state decertification and uh, rolling back the electors or reclaiming them, as some would put it, uh, and the measures that everyone, uh, I should not say everyone, but most states are trying to enact in order to get that election integrity and the security of elections moving forward, right? Moving forward. Uh, but let me just say for a fact, you know, Wisconsin is one of those states that they are right up there, ladies and gentlemen, if not in the first spot. Actually, you know what? Why don't we see? Where do I have Wisconsin on my race to decertify? Ladies and gentlemen, that's a good question. Where do we have Wisconsin? For the answer to that, we'll turn over to the C-Report.com. Over there, uh, we do keep tabs. I try and update it at least once a week. Uh, and so it appears currently Wisconsin is in the number one position to decertify, ladies and gentlemen, being followed quickly by Arizona. And if Tina Peters has her way, Colorado will be right up in there and Georgia, as well as Texas in the top five at the moment. You might be wondering, how do you figure, Mr. C, that those are the states who will be first to decertify? Well, you know, Wisconsin, uh, they've had a lot of issues coming out for those who try to uh, steal elections, right? A lot of issues for them, you know, on top of the Michael Gableman report that revealed massive amounts of fraud, on top of the fact that we have a few counties, uh, an additional county in Wisconsin that is moving to decertify per their GOP grassroots, the constituents of that specific county, considering the fraud that was discovered in Racine County that then, through the work of uh, investigative work of uh, former Supreme Court Justice Michael Gableman, revealed it was all of the counties that had broken the law. Uh, on top of the Center for Tech and Civic Life hack, Michael Rubenstein coming down to run the um, elections for two municipalities in the the state of Wisconsin, not to mention that we now have three lawmakers in Wisconsin who are moving to decertify. That's only three guys, but you know what? Sometimes all it takes is one or two to really get that ball rolling, and we'll report to you guys on that in just a little bit. You can look forward to seeing and hearing from the likes of Representative Janelle Branch in tonight. Again, she is the mama bear of election integrity and security up there in Wisconsin, as well as Timothy Rantham, who's been uh, just as vocal, if not more so. Actually, I would say Tim Rantham has been very vocal about election security and decertification in 2020, but he has been, he has been a huge thorn in the side of Rhino Speaker of the House, Robin Voss. You guys know about Robin Voss, ladies and gentlemen. We've talked about him so many times here. On the C-Report, uh, you would think that he lives rent-free over in our studio, right? Well, he doesn't. Uh, but the point of the matter is, when you consider all of those factors, I would say Wisconsin currently holds the top spot. 
Okay, uh, and that's also because in part of the fact that there is a lot of legislation and there's actually a lot of juris judicial um, judicial proceedings moving forward in Wisconsin in to that effect, ladies and gentlemen. So, yep, I would put Wisconsin at one. I would put Arizona at number two. They have also I think they are drafting legislature for a resolution to decertify in 2020. Uh, Colorado, well, Colorado might seem like a long shot, ladies and gentlemen, uh, considering, uh, but, you know, well, actually, you know, yeah, I mean, Texas could probably be right up there with number three, considering the entire state GOP wants to decertify, but Colorado has the goods, ladies and gentlemen, they have the reports, uh, we, uh, covered that on, I think, Monday, uh, when we were talking about Tina Peters and how her election was stolen, uh, during the Colorado primaries just a couple of weeks ago, and now they have a new documentary that's about to hit the screens, ladies and gentlemen, that's really going to dig into what Tina Peters' team of election security um, um, citizens discovered, you know, and what the numbers actually showed. So Colorado, I think, has a pretty good chance. Georgia is just overflowing with evidence, ladies and gentlemen. Georgia is overflowing with evidence of election fraud. We just need um, an, a non-corrupt judiciary, a non-corrupt legislative, and a non-corrupt executive in the state of Georgia to decertify. All three branches, right, are corrupt in Georgia, and that's the only reason why no one has heard diddly squat uh, as far as the evidence and uh, the hearings that uh, the likes of Voter GA and Garland Favorito have been uh, trying to get the attention of everybody over there, but no one's listening. No one is listening in Georgia. Corrupt branches, three over there in the Georgia, uh, in the peach state, something smells rotten in the state of Georgia. And I don't think that it's that barrel of old rotten peaches, ladies and gentlemen. It is definitely their three branches of government in that state. Texas, of course, bringing you nothing but a big old flim flam shim sham fake audit forensically speaking, uh, is only on the list because of the fact that uh, the whole state wants to decertify and uh, we'll be paying attention to whether or not the official rhinos in the state of Texas, what are they going to do about it? You know, what are the rhinos of Texas going to do about their constituents across the entire Lone Star State wanting to decertify? Are they going to uh, honor the will of their constituents or are they going to step up to bat? for their rhinocery, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, do the bidding of their masters, whomever they might be. I guess we'll have to find out, you know. Uh, also on the list, of course, we've got, uh, oh, you, it probably would be helpful if I had actually expanded this for you guys, wouldn't it have? Okay. <laughs> also on the list, we have New Mexico, Michigan, Kansas, New Hampshire, and Pennsylvania. I'm keeping Pennsylvania last, ladies and gentlemen, just because... I don't think anyone really cares to do anything about election security over there in the state of Pennsylvania, or they would have already talked about it. But uh, I could be wrong. I could just be totally still confounded that everyone at that Trump rally in Pennsylvania was just cheering on Dr. Oz and Fox News as if though they were 
you know, the coming, the, the next coming of uh, our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, it's like, do you guys even realize that these are operatives? Okay, I thought you were awake. All right, let's not get off on that footing at the start of today's episode. Uh, but anyways, ladies and gentlemen, so there you go. That's kind of what I think because America is awake after all, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, that's where we put Wisconsin. That is where we put Wisconsin. Currently leading the pack. What's going on? Railanon, Aurelius Locke, Dpatriot, 1776, Casual GG17. Welcome in to tonight's uh tonight's episode and uh, thank you so much for the donations d patriot and rail anon um over there at the foxhole.app and pill.net uh definitely definitely goes a long way to helping out over on this side of the screen and this broadcast uh but yes uh <laughs> d patriot 1776 says my state animal should be the rhino Lesai. Yeah, indeed. Uh, I mean, really, that should be the uh, that should be the national. <laughs> that should be the national animal. I don't know about this eagle, guys. We don't we we might have eagle eyes and we might have sharp talons uh, when defending liberty, but it hasn't been that way in quite some time. Right. We'd be better off with a turkey as the national bird, ladies and gentlemen. But let's just make it the rhino. We might as well make it the rhino. I saw this, um, it was not a meme. It was, uh, well, maybe it was kind of, I guess you could consider a meme. Uh, but we're talking about Wisconsin, right? They have an election integrity group over there called HOT Wisconsin, H-O-T acronyms. I do not recall what they stand for. But uh, they, they were putting a billboards um, in their state that uh, had an image of a donkey and an elephant. And it said, Democrats and Republicans, if they told the truth, we would not have to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some of you guys are getting it out there. Some of you guys are getting it out there, you know, and I might be purging my audience when I talk about the truth about the Republican Party. But you know what? It's okay. It's okay if they, if people prefer not to hear about the Republican Party and uh, what they're really doing and what their functions really are in this government, you know what? Fine by me. You can go ahead and head on over to uh, Fox News. <laughs> for all I care. All right, guys. Look, I just lost another one. I just lost another viewer. Jeez Louise. Okay. All right. So how about we get into today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, and don't you worry, Relanon, we'll, we'll get that Rhino theme music coming on up here, I'm sure, as the show advances. Okay, let's go ahead and jump into today. Oh, we already talked about that. We were, okay, where are we? Oh, 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 getting into today's show. Of course, President Trump leads here at the Sea Report. You know, I think even President Trump is getting it, but you know, I'm pretty sure President Trump has always had it as far as the role of the Republicans and really did want to save the party. You know, maybe try and reform it, maybe try and resurrect it, resuscitate it, revitalize it, uh, reshape it, reawaken it, re-something to it, right? Re-up it. I don't know what you want to say, but, uh, you know, unless he gets back into the White House, and I'm not saying he isn't, then I would say there's absolutely no hope for the Republican Party because after all, if we're being real, the entire party, with the exception of like five people, stabbed him in the back and stabbed the people of America in the back and just shredded that constitution whenever they decided to go ahead and let the 2020 theft um, uh, advance and sustain itself. 
I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just being real. But let's see what President Trump had to say uh, today in his statements. We'll start with this one. Oh, oh, oh. Looks like his first statement is starting off with that rotten peach state, Georgia. Um, this is the way it goes, ladies and gentlemen. The Georgia phone calls were perfect. Many people and lawyers on both sides were knowingly on the one call. I assume the call was taped. There was zero complaints or angry, how dare you, charges made during the call and no hangups by anyone aggrieved or insulted at what was said. They were perfect calls. I was just uh, doing my job as president and seeking fairness and the truth. The election was rigged and stolen. Very true words, President Trump. Very true words here. In our second statement from President Trump, people forget this is all about a rigged and stolen election. But rather than go after the people that rigged and stole it, they go after the people that are seeking honesty and truth and have freedom of speech and many other defenses on their side. Justice Department should look at the crime of the century. Evidence is massive and irrefutable. Ladies and gentlemen, and you know, that is exactly where Wisconsin lands on the plate for today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, because after all, the evidence is not only massive, it's well documented, ladies and gentlemen, and it is quite irrefutable if you decide to go ahead and take a look at it. But that's why I keep saying, why is the January 6th Unselect Committee using these archaic, outdated scripts of judicial proceedings in order to... Uh, cause their fight to stand, their case to be upheld. Well, you know, that's probably why they're not allowing any type of cross-examination uh, during these fake proceedings that are happening, uh, you know, every once and now and again. Whenever, whenever the J6 committee decides that their episode is good enough to run, I guess we're going to have to sit through another season of those proceedings, ridiculous as they are. But, you know, here's the joke, right? America will have decertified... And uh, the January 6th Unselect Committee is still going to be claiming that there is zero evidence of massive fraud. I think that would be such a funny moment in history, uh, history times speaking, ladies and gentlemen, if these fools are still saying there's no evidence of massive fraud and America is already decertifying. OK, but that's where, you know, the power struggle comes in. Between uh, between the rhinos and between the Democrats, between the Republicans and the Democrats, you know, that's where the power struggle comes in because uh, they need people on both sides. And by they, of course, I do mean the establishment, the uh, deep state, the uh, globalists. They need people on both sides. And that is exactly as this uniparty polar uh, it was unipolar uniparty unipolar party has worked right it's worked that way from the jump and uh i would dare say it's uh it's probably more because of things like um sentimental value and pride that are keeping most people from seeing the truth about that republican party but you know i cannot say it can't be reformed I mean, after all, we are at a point in our nation's history where we could very well actually end up reforming the Republican Party. Am I saying that's the course that we should take? No, but I am acknowledging that that possibility is right on our doorsteps when you consider 
that the entire 2020 election can be nullified and that everyone currently in office from the state house to the white house to the commissioner's house ladies and gentlemen need to go right there every single person is inhabiting their seat illegally uh, that is according to uh, that is according to that fact of broken law of course we're talking again about the accreditation and the uh, certification of the voting system test laboratories and the voting machines themselves. But uh, if you want to take up um, uh, Timothy Rantham, again, representative of Wisconsin, who's been very vocal and active in a, in a decertification of 2020 and also auditing of that election, uh, his focus is on, of course, the electors, ladies and gentlemen. Now, some people would say, that we have a small chance in hell of actually uh, beating um, the deep state and the globalists by way of decertification. Some people would rather depend on the military to take care of the business for them and just totally disprove, disbelieve that decertification could happen. But look at what's happening now, ladies and gentlemen. Look at what's happening now. I mean, the entire state of Texas GOP decertify. Uh, lawmakers and legislators in Wisconsin decertify Arizona, decertify, right? I mean, those are the states I think that are the most vocal and are actually doing something towards decertification. At least that's on the radar, you know. But uh, once um, Michigan, once uh, Pennsylvania, God forbid, it, it, it'll act, not God forbid, but I say that because will that actually happen, right? Well, you know, they do have Doug Mastriano over there. So there is a good chance that Pennsylvania could move up the leaderboard uh, before long, you know. But uh, time is a ticking, guys. We are already at August. You know, we're at the end of July, okay? August, September. That means after August 3rd, we have a less than a month to do as much as we can before all states are able to um, erase all of their uh, election data, at least according to federal statutes. So very, very important to date, September 3rd is. There's several, um, several little, uh, not little, I mean, I'm not trying to diminish it, but there are several uh, petitions and uh, several people who finally figured out that September 3rd is the day and it needs to be done. And now in this late hour, they're talking about retaining that information. But you know, sign those petitions, sign those petitions, uh, petition your uh, state legislator, you know, give them a nice stern phone call, uh, pay them a nice stern visit, you know, and let them know how you feel, you know. Sometimes a letter or an email is not enough. Sometimes they need to put a face to the voice or a face to the name, and that is one way to do it. Um, but uh, let them know, let them know, guys, that you're, you mean business. And uh, that uh, they, you are their boss, most definitely. You are their boss, most definitely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what this means, I'm sure. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, as, we get, um, as we get a little bit... Well, let's just say it. It's time for your daily rhino alert. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how that rhino alert went for you guys, but it was pretty botched on my side of the screen. All right. Okay. You know, we really don't need a rhino alert for the likes of 
House Speaker Robin Voss in the state of Wisconsin. In fact, I'm pretty sure Robin Voss is the uh, individual who inspired the Rhino Alert here at the Sea Report. Ladies and gentlemen, because we've been reporting on this fool of a rhino for, whew, boy, since the day we went on the air just about, I would have to say. But, you know, it's great that people finally recognize, you know, I mean, it just, it takes a small number of those consciously aware of uh, information like this to slowly grow it and grow it and grow it and grow it. And you know what? A lot of repetition and a lot of time also as well, ladies and gentlemen, but House Speaker Rhino Robin Voss, okay? Here's another episode that's just going to rail into the man, okay? Because uh, this guy is, this guy, not only is he an enemy of liberty, freedom, and these United States of America, Not only does he totally disrespect and dishonor the will of his constituents, but he plays dirty as well, ladies and gentlemen. Here's our latest example of House Speaker Rhino Robin Voss playing dirty to ensure that his opponent in the House primary is defeated. Because guess what? I, you know, I'm, this is an interesting, I mean, of course, you know, you will will always have the mudslinging in politics, right, ladies and gentlemen, but... Um, is this evidence, is this a symptom of the fact that, um, they may not be able to get away with stealing the primaries in Wisconsin? That's kind of what I'm thinking here, guys, because you already have, um, a legislature that I think, I think it's really suppressed in Wisconsin, the desire to decertify the election. Because if you guys remember when Representative Rantham pushed the resolution forward by some legislative political tactic that they did not see coming, right? And I'm talking at the speaker level, at the committee chair level in Wisconsin. They didn't see it coming. They didn't see it coming. But he had an applause, almost an ovation coming from the state house or the assembly house in Wisconsin. So I would say it's very suppressed. A lot of people know that what's going on. A lot of people understand it, but for some reason they do not have the political courage or just courage period to stand up to truth and to lawfulness the way that individuals like representative Rantham does or representative Branchen does over in the state of Wisconsin, you know, uh, so he's he's resorting to desperation, Wisconsin Speaker um, Rhino Robin Voss. Let's see what this article has to say. I believe it's coming from the pages of the Gateway Pundit. Wisconsin Speaker Voss, desperate, mailer sent to district accusing opponent in-house primary, Adam Steele, of discriminating against military votes. Well, I would I would say, Robin Voss, that uh, it's your team. You know, the globalist deep state hacks that are actually discriminating against military votes. Uh, Let's see. This article says this is really rich. A PAC, a political action committee in Wisconsin, attacked Speaker Robin Voss's opponent in the upcoming primary for discriminating against military votes. This comes after Voss stands by his certification of the corrupt 2020 election in the state, knowing that it was full of thousands of illegitimate ballots. Adam Steele, Robin Voss's opponent, sent out the following message in response to the defamatory statement mailed in his district by the Political Action Committee. Here's a statement. It says, A political action committee supporting Speaker Voss reveals their desperation. 
this past week, a direct mailer paid for by Wisconsinites for Liberty uh, Fund was distributing throughout the 63rd di- uh, Assembly District, accusing candidate Adam Steele, or Steen, I apologize, I said Steele, didn't I? Adam Steen of discriminating against military voters. The mailer falsely claims... Adam Steen's plan prevents those serving our nation overseas from voting in our elections. In response to the aforementioned claim, Adam Steen has released the following statement. The blatantly untrue and libelous assertion put forward in a mailer distributed throughout the 63rd Assembly District by Wisconsinites for Liberty Fund um, only exposes the panic and desperation that those financially supporting my opponent, Robin Voss, Uh, Rhino are currently grappling with. Did the libelous organization responsible for this mailer forget about the Uniformed and Overseas Citizens Absentee Voting Act of 1986, in which states are required to ensure voting rights for our military members? 100% support... Oh, I 100%... Pardon me, it says, I 100% support the voting rights of our overseas service members. My grandfather served in the 82nd Airborne Division of the U.S. Army. Many of his friends gave their lives for this country. I find the assertion that I do not allow, I do not want to allow for members of the military to vote to be extremely demeaning to myself, my family, and to the many brave men and women in uniform who courageously put themselves in harm's way to defend our freedoms as Americans, including the right to vote. To date, Speaker Voss has displayed no public outrage for the lies made on his behalf. Perhaps that tells us more about the character of Speaker Voss than it does myself. It's time for a change. You want to talk about the character of Rhino Speaker Robin Voss? Oh my goodness. The man is a dirtbag, ladies and gentlemen. A duplicitous, double-faced, two-faced dirtbag, right? Just ask Representative Janelle Branchin and she would probably probably be a lot more mild in my assessment of Robin Voss's character. But when, uh, when Janelle Branchin, Robin Voss, and Tim Rantham were sued, okay, because of their um, election integrity measures, right? Isn't it kind of funny putting Robin Voss in that same category, election integrity measures being sued? Well, you know, I mean, he allowed Michael Gableman. I mean, that's a good thing. He's the one who hired Michael Gableman. But uh, let's, let's, let's keep it real here, guys. Duplicitous. Two-faced liar okay and robin voss said um well i'm gonna use taxpayer money to pay for my legal fees but then he made janelle branchin pay for her legal fees out of her own pocket and this is for election integrity guys you better believe it if i have a representative who is fighting for election integrity you can use my taxpayer money all you can use all of my tax dollars to help fund this woman and her her um her um uh legal matters but um That's not the case with Robin Voss, ladies and gentlemen. He would rather them pay out of their own pocket, which is disgusting, if you ask me. Uh, Finishing up this um, um, article here, it says the same Liberty Group 
what was it, Wisconsin Liberty Fund or whatever, sent out mailers a few weeks ago claiming Robin Voss was working for election integrity with President Trump. Oh, really, Robin Voss? You're talking about that one airplane ride that you took with President Trump that uh, you, you had to show your double face to? It says here, you know, and I'm pretty sure when it comes to discernment, I'm pretty sure President Trump understands exactly where Robin Voss stands in regard to the uh, certification and uh, the theft of the 2020 elections. But isn't it funny? Actually, isn't it fun to see how he uh, handles them, ladies and gentlemen, the way he handles these cowards? Um, okay, so article continues. Voss was one of the most contemptible politicians in the country during the 2020 election, despite over a hundred thousand ballots being dropped for Joe Biden early in the morning, the day after the election, giving Biden the narrow lead. Robin Voss, Rhino, certified the results, despite calls to decertify the election after the Supreme Court decided that ballot drop boxes used in the election were illegal, resulting in tens of thousands of votes being illegal. Legitimate, Voss stands by his certification. Adam Steen is running against Speaker Voss. Wisconsin needs someone who will courageously uphold the law and not participate in corrupt politics. Let's face it. This is a corrupt politician right there, staring you in the face. Maybe we should have a corrupt politician alert <laughs> instead of a rhino alert. Nah, it's okay because then we would never stop playing that uh, that little alert, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so speaking of Representative Branchin, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the mama bear of election integrity and security up in the state of Wisconsin, Representative Branchin has also signed on to decertify the 2020 election. And she's not just pushing for integrity measures like she has been throughout the entire last year and a half, just about, if not longer. Uh, she's not just calling for an election audit, which she has, and she is also in the state of Wisconsin. She is now also calling for the decertifications to reclaim the electors of the 2020 election in the state of Wisconsin, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, she's doing it as vocally as anyone else could. Here's a photo, actually. I wanted to share this with you guys. That is Representative Janelle Branchin in Arizona during the Arizona Maricopa County forensic audit, okay? So she was on that delegation from Wisconsin that went down there to inspect and to learn exactly what the steps towards the certification were. You see, guys, when I say this woman has been vocal and active for a long time, I'm talking a long time and longer, even prior to this audit in Arizona and Maricopa County. But just so you see, photo evidence, Janelle Branchin is who she says she is, ladies and gentlemen. And that's why I admire people like she and Tim Rantham. Man, guys, if we could just do an episode on everything that Rantham has been through, we could not fill two hours. I mean, we could fill two hours. We, we would run out of time. Okay, that's kind of what I meant to say. All right, let's check out this, um, uh, let's check out this uh, press release from Janelle Branchin's office. She is a state representative, not a senator. <laughs> uh, not that that makes any difference. She's still working hard, ladies and gentlemen. It's just, uh, I came across a bunch of articles today that called her a senator. Anyways, State Representative Janelle Branchin, chair of the Assembly Committee on Campaigns and Elections, has declared her request for decertification of the November 2020 presidential election with the following statement. 
Fair and honest elections are the cornerstone of our democracy, and we know that the 2020 presidential election was neither fair nor transparent. A handful of rogue clerks, along with the Wisconsin Elections Commission, decided they would subvert our election process with private money, drop boxes, illegal use of the indefinitely confined provision, and elimination of special voting deputies. We will never know the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. Tyranny is at Wisconsin's door. We have been told for months now that decertification is impossible, meaning there is no downside to cheating in Wisconsin elections. How many more times do we need to endure this election injustice? I will join Representative Rantham's call for decertification as I see no other means of justice for Wisconsin voters. We have been unable to stop the Wisconsin Elections Commission, a tyrannical agency that has created voting guidance to clerks uh, while subverting the legislature and has no regard for existing laws. Our democracy is in jeopardy. Very strong words from Representative Branchin, and very much so. These words are not um, minced, ladies and gentlemen. A little bit more from Janelle Branchin on the certification, not just the reclaiming of their electors, uh, but also in regards to possible forensic audits. Uh, here is a clip from, uh, looks like this is from uh, Bannon's War Room, the War Room Battleground. Dur, 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 dur. Oh, this dude, this dude, his name is Epstein, right? I think his name is Epstein, because every time I read the name, I'm like, oh, not Epstein, Epstein. <laughs> let's hear what, uh, let's hear what he and uh, Representative Branchin had to talk about. Pardon me, Mr. Epstein, but uh, we're not quite there yet. Uh, let's just see what they had to talk about in regards to uh, Wisconsin and decertification. We have here Representative Janelle Branchin in with Boris Epstein or Epstein on War Room Battleground. Well, here you go, ladies and gentlemen. The Sea Report and all the shows on this podcast channel are 100% listener supported. We don't have corporate sponsors. We don't have independent sponsors. Our sponsors are you, the listener. So if you like the work we do and like what we have to say and contribute to the world of news and information and entertainment, please show us your support. Make a monthly donation to help sustain future episodes at anchor.fm slash the sea report. Your support is greatly appreciated. From $0.99 cents per month to $4.99 per month to $9.99 per month. Every donation counts and every bit helps. Show your support for The Sea Report and other shows on this podcast channel by visiting anchor.fm slash The Sea Report. And thanks, y'all. Chairman Branson, are you with us? I am. Good morning. Or I should say good afternoon. Forgive me. Good good afternoon. It's been a long day. It's been a fast day. Talk to <laughs> us. Talk to us about this resolution that you're joining on with and what made you as the chairman of the of the election and campaign committee, what made you join on to this vital resolution? Well, you know, we have in Wisconsin endured uh persons who declared themselves indefinitely confined. Uh we have endured 
the new case that we got out of the Supreme Court of Wisconsin with drop boxes. We have the issue with special voting deputies being kept out of our senior facilities. So we have fair elections for those who may have issues making decisions about elections. And then finally, you know, here we are. And I think you heard the news from Wisconsin as of yesterday that our Wisconsin Election Commission has made the decision that they are no longer going to follow the laws of the legislature. And they are in turn telling clerks, yeah, go ahead. You can cure ballots and that will work out fine. Even though we had a hearing on Wednesday that made it incredibly clear that no, that that is not an emergency rule we're gonna implement right before the election. Our Wisconsin Election Commission feels that they are beyond the legislature. And that is a, a point as, as the legislature and the Senate and the assembly, if we don't act, if we don't make these motions to stop the process, these administrative agencies are going to run over the legislature. They have now declared that they have more power than the legislature, the people that are closest to you, the people that have your voice. They are stepping over us and declaring themselves as true tyrants. And the reason that I have signed on is because I don't see a process going into the 2022 election where we can guarantee that the rule book, the rules of how we carry out elections are going to be followed unless there is the threat of a new election or the fact that we're gonna take away the electors because at this point, they are a completely lawless group. Janelle, what is the impact of this of this resolution? Where does it go from here right now? Uh, you know, are other members of the assembly, members of the state Senate going to be signing on? Obviously, to have impact, to have effect, to have um, that's what we need. How does that how does that happen? How, how do we get that done? You know, I, well, obviously, you have the power to reach out to in Wisconsin to your senators and your assembly folks. Yes, I mean, have your voice be there because. What we saw this week from the Wisconsin Election Commission, they are going to be lawless. And who knows, two weeks before the election for governor, what they're gonna come up with at that point. We, what rules are they gonna try to trick clerks into following versus the legislature? It is important that your voice is heard and it's important that you're active, that you understand the issues at hand. Like I said, we have multiple issues in the state of Wisconsin where we can clearly point to and say, listen, those ballots were not treated fairly from one part of the state to the other. This is, I mean, without fair elections, our republic falls. And it is up to you as a citizen to make sure that you are engaged in this fight. Do you think it's realistic to, to, to expect enough members of the assembly and of the Senate to sign on here for this, for this resolution to actually you know, take effect? and for the electors to be reclaimed because here's the deal right a lot of people are going to come out and say well you know it's impossible but here's what here's what is truly illegal and truly impossible what the WEC is doing what the wisconsin election yes. commission is doing because under article two it is the purview of the state legislatures your purview to run elections in your state how do we cure that is it realistic to get enough uh, uh, members of the assembly and the senate to sign on and get this resolution passed because it does not need a signature from the governor. This is fully in the power of the state legislature. It is and fully in the power of the legislature. And that's why it's so important that A, your voice is heard and B, more importantly, that now is the time. I mean, WEC has just proven 
Megan Wolf and the Wisconsin Election Commission has proven that they are going to be a lawless group. And so knowing that this is two weeks before the primary, we now know who, who knows what other things are going to be are, they're going to propose just by basically going in their computer and reaching out to clerks. I feel sorry for the clerks in the state of Wisconsin. They are now between the legislature and the Wisconsin Election Commission. But we as a legislature must regain our powers that were given to us by the people and by a constitution that makes sure that we are the ones that are making the rule book and we are the ones to say and hold this unaccountable agency at this point, make sure that they're being held to a process that is fair throughout the state. And you know what? It all starts with a couple phone calls. It is all possible in the sense that, um, you know, if it's a mandamus, they have to be held to a higher measure. And at this point, this lawless group cannot continue if you want to hold on to the republic, not just for yourself, but for the next generation. No doubt about it. We have to hold on to the republic. Representative Branchen, you've been fighting, you've been on the front lines of this in Wisconsin and really all, all across the country, okay? What should the War Room Posse be doing? Should they be reaching out to other members of the Assembly, to other members of your committee, to members of the Senate? What can the War Room Posse do to give you, to give Representative Rampton and others the support needed to get this across the finish line and to show that there is a cure when elections are rigged and stolen in this country, that it doesn't just go in the abyss. And I'll tell you this, you know, there are a lot of attorneys that say, well, there's nowhere in the Constitution, but that's not how the Constitution works. The Constitution is a negative rights document. If it is not prohibited, it is allowed. What should the war possibly be doing? What should it be focusing on as we go into next week? I know you're, Tim Rampton, and you are planning an event either Monday, it may, may get pushed back by a couple of days. What are your, you know, what should our people be doing as you develop your plans? Well, I think the most important thing people realize is pay attention. I mean, now is the time to, to see what our Wisconsin Election Commission is willing to do to take away your right to vote. They're so willing to have one group be able to correct ballots, even though they aren't made out correctly. In the state of Wisconsin, it is a right to vote on Election Day, but it's a privilege to vote early or to be able to vote by mail. And so it is your responsibility to make sure you carry out the ballot correct. And the reason for that is to limit fraud. And you know that's what we saw in 2020. We saw a lot of groups take advantage of loopholes and for your voice to be heard, reach out to your representative, reach out to your senators and say, when is enough enough? When am I gonna make sure that I'm gonna be heard at the ballot? When am I gonna make sure that my voice is heard? And if you don't, the, the reality is, I don't think you could come up with more tyranny than we have right now with the Wisconsin Election Commission saying, Hey, listen, we've got the rules for you, legislature. Sit down, pound sand, because, you know, we're going to take care of that for you. Representative Janelle Branchen, Chairwoman Janelle Branchen, thank you so much for your leadership. Thank you so much for your fight. How could people find you? What are your coordinates? How do they follow your vital, important work? And to the posse, get on the phones, get on your emails, color within the lines, but color boldly. And let your representatives know what you need them to do, what you require them to do, and what they have to do. Representative Branchen, how do people locate you? Um, you can certainly reach me at uh, repbranchen.com, uh, B-R-A-N-D-T-J-E-N. You can reach me there. You can also vote Janelle. You can reach me as well. So this is your chance to be heard. And listen, it, the Republic is one of the most important things to all of us. 
we're going to have to work together to make this happen. Awesome, ladies and gentlemen. Love that woman. I love Janelle Branch, ladies and gentlemen. Get me some Janelle Branch down here in Texas is what I'm saying. Ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah, and uh, good afternoon, Skeeter Burke. Uh, Skeeter Burke says this whole movement, bunny ears, right, is really hard to write off as just some crazy far right thing. It is. It is. I mean, uh, once we start getting more into the courts of law, and uh, we're already there, guys. People are starting to see it. I mean, you, it's it's not deniable at this point, basically, is uh, what I am thinking. Uh, it's just those who willfully want to deny it. Really? It's those who willfully want to deny it. So speaking about the Wisconsin Elections Commission, as uh, Representative Branchen just pointed out there to Mr. Epstein. Oh, good afternoon, by the way, Oklahoma Bob. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Uh, but uh, as uh, was pointed out by Boris Epstein in that conversation, uh, as uh, Representative Branchen pointed out, uh, the Wisconsin Elections Commission, which let's not get it twisted, they, they are a group that was formed by the state assembly, right? They thought it was a good idea to go ahead and allow this commission to handle the elections as opposed to, like, say, the Secretary of State and all the clerks, right? Uh, but the um, Wisconsin Election Commission has run away with as if though they were, like, some sort of authoritarian, autocratic group that knows better than anyone else, and they've decided to go ahead and ignore the unconstitutional ruling of the drop boxes that just came into effect or just came into place last week or so. Um, let's see what, what, what's going on here. It says here, and this article is coming out of Wisconsin politics, says JCRAR votes to suspend new WEC rule on carrying absentee ballot envelopes. So let's see what that's all about. It says the joint committee for review of administrative rules voted along party lines to suspend a Wisconsin Election Commission's rule that would have directed clerks on the steps they must take to fix missing or incorrect information on absentee ballot envelopes. Still, agency attorneys believe the original guidance sent to clerks in 2016, telling them that they were free to cure ballot envelopes without contacting voters first remains in effect, a spokesperson said. So just in case there's any question about what they mean or are talking about when they say to cure ballot envelopes, uh, that would be uh, the adjudication process to go through the ballots. And if they can't distinguish, uh, say, for example, if they're looking at signature verification, um, they are not uh, uh, they are not required to contact the voter to cl clarify anything. This gets even worse when we're talking about, um, you know, uh, when we get down to the ballots themselves and who voted for who. Right. Uh, but this would disallow them from talking or contacting the voter to let them know that their uh, ballot is in that process or that there's something wrong with it, or even for just verification purposes, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, the agency attorneys believe that the original guidance sent to clerks telling them that they were free to cure the ballot envelopes without contacting the voters first remains in effect. That's because the agency believes Wednesday's vote only applies to the new guidance not what was issued six years ago. Uh, the committee co-chairs did not immediately respond to the message from Wise Politics, uh, Wisconsin Politics, uh, seeking a comment on the agency's contention. Ahead of Wednesday's six to four committee vote, uh, co-chair uh, Senator Stephen Noss 
um, said there is no state law that gives um, the Wisconsin Elections Commission authority to tell clerks they can or cannot cure the ballot envelopes. He said the legislature, um, he said the legislature, not the administrative body it, bodies it creates, has the legal authority to do that. That is left to the legislature, he said. We cannot have other departments plugging in information that the department believes was left out by the legislature. The legislature must do that. Representative Gary Hebel um, argued the committee should not suspend Wisconsin Election Commission's guidance because it offers clerks essential information on how to navigate complex legal issues such as this. He also worried suspending the rule would expose Wisconsin taxpayers to a litany of litigation over what exactly an address is and what state law means by allowing clerks to return ballots to voters to correct uh, certificate information. This is a horrible mistake, he said, but it continues the road It continues the road that the Republicans are going down to try to make elections questionable, to try to provide litigation so that any time their candidates lose, they can go into court and fight because they don't have the votes. The commission in 2016 unanimously approved the guidance on curing absentee ballot envelopes with little fanfare, but Republicans have been overlooking, have been looking to overturn that guidance since 2020. Um, election when nearly 1.4 million absentee ballots were cast by mail. Some have argued the guidance exceeded the commission's authority and absentee ballots with missing or incorrect information on the envelopes can only be cured by the voter to count. Um, Republicans hailed Wednesday's move as reigning in elections commissions from circumventing powers given to the body under the law, but Ann Jacobs, an attorney and Dem appointee to the commission, said the committee's action falls short of rescinding the original guidance the body gave clerks back in 2016. Uh, the JCRAR had or- earlier directed the commission to rescind that gui- 2016 guidance on- or turn it into a rule which gives the legislature oversight. The commission declined to rescind the guidance and go through the rules process. Uh, Jacobs said the committee votes suspends that rule which took effect earlier this month but it does not touch the original guidance. This is something where the intent of the Wisconsin Election Commission in 2016 was to allow properly requested properly executed ballots to be cast by voters and not fail on account of an error by their witness, Jacob said. Today's committee vote also comes a little more than a week after lawsuit was filed keeping seeking to prohibit clerks from curing ballot envelopes. This same line of logic, ladies and gentlemen, that, oh, you know what? Well, maybe they just decided to rule on this in 2022, okay? And when I say rule on this, I mean, of course, the curing of ballots, right? Ruled on in 2022, but guidance sent in 2016 is the same type of logic that these people are using in regards to the ballot drop boxes and decertification, okay? They're saying, oh, well, you know, the um, uh, Wisconsin Supreme Court may have just ruled in 2022 that um, the uh, drop boxes are unconstitutional and therefore illegal, and that would make all of the ballots that are used uh, with this unconstitutional method unlawful. But that's for 2022 and forward. 
Not uh, 2020, not 2008. Well, you know, they didn't really have drop boxes uh, per se. Uh, there are, There is a history of drop boxes in Wisconsin, but very, very, very limited and a lot of guidelines. Like Usually they're in the elections office or something like that. They're not just at some random post, you know, um, um, in the middle of nowhere, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but there you go in that regard. So they're using that same type of impetus, ladies and gentlemen, which is to say it counts now, but there's no retroactive involved. And the entire notion of the retroactive is actually what individuals like Representative Branchen and Timothy Rantham, who um, authored the resolution for decertification in the state of Wisconsin, are saying is valid. In other words, if it was illegal in 2020, then the votes that were cast by absentee ballot drop boxes in 2020 are also unlawful, okay? Which means we must decertify. You saw it was 1.4 million ballots, the article mentioned, came in by way of absentee mail or drop box, ladies and gentlemen. So pretty crazy, pretty crazy indeed, ladies and gentlemen, and crazy indeed. Let's take a look at our third uh, representative in the state of Wisconsin who is signed on to decertify the 2020 election. Now that is Republican Representative Chuck Witchkers of the Wisconsin State Assembly who is signed on to decertify 2020. Uh, let's take a look at this article here, guys. It says, uh, breaking, Representative Chuck Witchkers becomes third Wisconsin lawmaker to sign on to the certified 2020 election results in Wisconsin because the fraud was too great. Uh, Wisconsin State Representative Chuck Witchkers will become the third Wisconsin lawmaker to sign on to decertify the 2020 Wisconsin election results. Witchkers made a public announcement at a Monday press conference. He joins Representatives Timothy Rantham and Representatives Janelle Branchen in signing on to legislation to decertify the 2020 results for president in the state. Representative Rantham shared at the press conference that more individuals will be announced soon. A couple of followers of Timothy Rantham for governor were on hand to support the Wisconsin representative who know the 2020 election was uncertifiable in the state and are willing to uphold the law and constitution. And there are those Timothy Rantham supporters. Isn't that cute? How could you want to abort that, ladies and gentlemen? Sorry, sorry. We were talking about abortions during Lone Star News today. So if you missed that one, go back and check it out over at the Foxhole.app or Rumble or pill.net, guys, if you would like to go. <laughs> what were we talking about at Lone Star News this afternoon? We were talking about abortions. But look at that cute little booger right there. Ah, and he's got a little Timothy Rantham onesie. That's right. Timothy Rantham is running for governor in the state of Wisconsin. But he's not endorsed by President Trump. I believe President Trump endorsed someone else. I'm like, yo, Prez. Check your batteries, right? This is Representative Rantham, ladies and gentlemen. You might recognize his face. We have uh, we have talked about him before here at the Sea Report. We've shared some stories. This man has been so persecuted. And nonetheless, by the likes of Rhino Speaker Robin Voss, ladies and gentlemen, because this man has been exposing and exposing and exposing not just the fraud, 
but also the two-faced duplicitousness of the likes of Rhino Speaker Robin Voss. He's been a huge thorn in the side of Robin Voss, if not in the posterior, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but Representative Rantham is the uh, representative who authored the Wisconsin 2020 decertification resolution. If you guys remember, that was quite a moment for all of us, ladies and gentlemen, when we had our first state lay down their arms and talk about it. Here is a clip of um, Representative Rantham joining uh, Steve Bannon on his war room, ladies and gentlemen, as they talked about those measures. Maybe you guys might recall. If not, here is a fresh one for you. So, Tim, you, you kind of remind me of Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. You're, li you're like the, the really good, honest guy, and you're plowing through here, and you're, and you're not going to be – you're not going to be taken off your mission or your purpose. So everybody admires it. I, we don't have time to really get into the detail and the weeds of, of everything that went on. But here's the question. What's your beef? With everything going on in the world today, that was 3 November. You know, I, we've said from day one the easiest one to prove is Wisconsin – because you guys have really the toughest voter laws. But what is Tim Ramthon's beef? What, what are you trying to accomplish? Well, for myself, Steve, and on behalf of my constituents in the 59th and ultimately the entire state of Wisconsin, and in my humble opinion, the entire nation, what happened on, in November of 2020 was an assault on our Constitution. And I believe it's, it's a national security issue. And I also believe that nefarious acts have been going on with our elections process longer than 2020. In fact, some of the conversations I've had and the information I've received goes all the way back to 1996. Now, that being said, the resolution is the only way we can take control with our plenary rights through the Constitution of the United States to pull our electors back. And the resolution is the mechanism that the, the, the local Madison uh, attorney group said we didn't have, which I do. I have a resolution that does that on my website. Rep.Rampton at legislative.wisconsin.gov has the resolution and has 71 slides, Steve, of information that show clause data statements backed up by empirical data that say every ask or every whereas statement in my petition is supported by factual evidence. And the conclusion of my presentation has constitutional attorneys across the country who say, yes, Wisconsin and its legislature has the right to reclaim its 10 electors. The mechanism is the resolution, and here's the, the, the legal proof. Now, what, what's happening right. to me, What, by the way, i got to yeah. finish the comment about the floor session. Go ahead. So I started, yep. I started to speak about my resolution on the floor during a bill that had already been started for discussion. So after they said, we're moving your resolution to committee because it's privileged, they continued on addressing the bill, which was approved unanimously. So I believe the confusion on the floor that night was people thought that the positive floor vote was for the resolution. It was for Bill AB743. My bill is in the Rules Committee, which is chaired by the, the majority leader, Jim Steinecke, who put out a tweet that night and said, not going anywhere, end of story. Uh, I believe differently, and I, I'm not done pursuing the situation, and there's more to come. Okay, hang on. This is what's so important. One honest, determined man or woman with resolve can make tremendous things happen in this system. Yes, sir. When it seems like the world's against you. Here, here's what it is. Courage is contagious, and courage is the most important of all the virtues because it's upon courage that all the other virtues rest. 
uh, ramp them. Here's the powerful thing, and I want to make sure we get it up in all the chat rooms and all the getter accounts on Rumble <clears throat> everywhere. His resolution, because we want the nation to look at this. Because as we keep saying, when you look at the receipts, you see what's self-evident. And what Rampton said is absolutely correct. This is why we got to get to the, we owe it to every patriot and every patriot grave in the history of this nation to get to the bottom of 3 November. It'd be so easy for all of us to walk away, right? It'd be easy to walk away, but we're not taking the easy way out. We, it is a national security cuts to the heart of what we are as a country. So we're going to go to his resolution and we're going to go, we're going to put up his slides and we're going to bring him back and have him walk through that because this is kind of like a Navarro type of thing. We have the receipts and everybody for convenience and all this, they just want to look the other way. No, we're not going to let them look the other way. We're going to rub their nose in it. So Tim, what I keep hearing about Voss and the state Senate and these drop boxes and all this, and you're coming in another flank and this is going to put pressure on him. Just tell us, because I, I got to get to Carrie Lake, because she's the same situation in Arizona. She's got the border, and she's got this to deal with. What, what do you need from our audience today? This is the most activist group out there, and trust me, they are all over Wisconsin. Your article on Great Gateway Pundit blew up, and I had so many of the audience members say, you got to get Tim on, you got to get Tim on. It said, hey, I want to do it in the correct way to make sure that we have your back. So tell us what we, you need this audience to do today the constitutionality of my presentation steve is the heart of the argument at this point the members of the state legislature all have my resolution the clause data and the constitutional attorney support that justifies and legalizes this action they've been misled basically since the first part of november when the uh, information came back after my october question where we should do this and they've been misled ever since and there's extensive obstruction coming from the leadership team. And they don't want this thing to move. Now it's in a leadership controlled committee where the, the chair, the, the majority leader says, it's not going anywhere. Don't worry about it. He did that to me on November 18th when I put out the, the resolution initially saying, sorry, guys, here's the, here's the mechanism. So they have continually tried to squelch this thing from day one. There doesn't appear to be, in my opinion, the urgency and the genuine intent to bring it to closure. And that's what I want. I want the mystery, the, the conspiracy. I want the facts and everything out. And we're going to find that things have been nefarious for more than just 2020, sir. And that's the problem because our elections are one of our most sacred rights. And it's not about the selected. It's about the elected. We have to make sure that the people's voice is heard across our nation. And it starts in Wisconsin. And this needs to be done. Now, what the people can do for me is you get a hold of your legislator and say, you've got the slide presentation. You've got the constitutional data. Tell me why you can't get on this resolution and make the legislator prove that. Now, I don't want to hear the excuses of, well, the majority leader says it's not going anywhere. That's not the answer. The answer is yep. I've got factual data in front of me that's going to make historic difference for our republic, and it's going to save it. And I need to take an action. I need to do something like as, as your previous guest, uh, Kelly from Alaska, this is 1776 all over again, ladies and gentlemen. And at that time, for such a time as then, like it is for such a time as now for us, it was the same thing. You had no roadmap, no previous uh, uh, experience to factor into how you would navigate. You just focused on doing the right thing. And that's what this is all about. So the people can call and challenge their representatives and their senators and say, 
I'm looking at the facts. It says to do the right thing. Why can't you? And that conversation needs to be held by between the constituents and their specific reps. Nobody calls me in my district, Steve, because they get it and they know I'm doing the right thing and I'm doing it for them, but not just them. The entire nation's in play here and other states should follow and they best do it so because I'd like to see a constitutional crisis because what happened in November should not have happened. Thank you. Uh, Tim, had a, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we're going to pull that. I don't think there's been a better summary of exactly why this is the most urgent of all the other stuff. And man, we got we got invasions, we got capital markets, we got so much in front of us. This is the thing itself. Tim, how do people get to your site? How do, how do they get to you and find out more about you and more about this uh, the presentation, all that? Rep dot ramthun at legis.wisconsin.gov okay we'll get go to my my website my website's got multiple tabs also under my news tabs has all the press releases that also have empirical data backing those statements up as well steve i don't lie i tell the truth i don't break rules i'm on on the facts and and that's what they're trying to do now so now it's turned personal and it gets into this character smear you know campaign stuff that's going on i'm still focused on the goal i'm moving this thing across the goal but they can help by getting acclimated if they have any questions uh, 608-266-9175. Okay, we'll get it all up there, and we'll have you back on and go through a more detailed analysis of this. Um, Tim, thank you so much. Amazing, guys. Why has this guy not had a Trump endorsement? I would like to know. Uh, but that is Representative Rantham, ladies and gentlemen. That is Representative Rantham uh, talking about that resolution uh, that was back in January, okay, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, ah, man, you know, this is the moment, ladies and gentlemen. This is the time. This is that time in history, guys. I mean, I don't know. I feel that, guys. I mean, we like like uh, Bannon said, we got war. We got invasions. You know, we have all this other stuff. But can we really deal with any of those other issues if we don't have a nation? And can we have a nation if we do not have a secure and fair election? No, by definition, that is the most coveted thing in this world is the Americans' ability to vote, ladies and gentlemen, because it is representative symbolically and realistically of our liberty and our freedom, ladies and gentlemen. But if that, if that system is botched, then we do not have a free country ladies and gentlemen, and they've been playing this gag joke on Americans for decades, if not centuries, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. That's right. I said it. 200 plus years, ladies and gentlemen. So now has it been like that the whole time? No, 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 probably not. We did have some instances where we did actually have a uh, constitutional republic with representative um, leadership, but... uh, not right now, ladies and gentlemen. So um, Representative Rantham has also called in on for a forensic audit. Now, this is uh, this is more hot off the press than the resolution. I'm sure you all remember that resolution happening at the beginning of the year. But um, hot off the press, pretty much. Uh, he's been pulling for a forensic audit. But um, he wants procedures added to uh, what they're already doing for their state as an audit after seeing the results of Arizona and Georgia's um, 
uh, races, ladies and gentlemen, let's pull this article. Uh, there's Representative Rantham again. It says here, um, uh, Representative Rantham calls for a forensic audit in Wisconsin. The train is moving downhill finally. Someone in Wisconsin is falling, calling for a forensic audit. Now, uh, this this is in addition to what they're doing over as far as the decertification goes, okay? Uh, but they also want to do this audit here as well. And so that's what I'm saying is you don't necessarily have to have an audit prior to decertification. Uh, you can, I would highly recommend they have an audit, ladies and gentlemen, even if it's post decertification. And that is also so that we can uh, see exactly how they did it and who done it, right? It says here, um, they want to do a forensic audit that will uncover the fraud in the state. Because right now, what Wisconsin's doing their um, decertification on is um, based off of broken election law. Um, their, their decertification measures are happening due to the unlawfulness or the lawlessness of the likes of the Wisconsin Election Commission, uh, the governor, um, several of the mayors, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and also, of course, the exploitation of senior citizens in the state of Wisconsin. But it's not based on an audit, kind of like Arizona did, right? They did their forensic audit, and that's how they deduced that there needed to be uh, some questions on the legality of the 2020 elections, right? And uh, Wisconsin took the uh, path of, uh, of, uh, of um, law, in order to get to decertification, it says here, unfortunately, um, for the people of Wisconsin, their house leader, Rhino Robin Voss, is more committed to his friends, Paul Ryan and Reince Priebus, than he is the people of Wisconsin. A representative in uh, Rantham called for more comprehensive audit procedures um, to be added to the state forensic audits like those in Arizona and Georgia. Um, Representative Rantham writes, State Representative Timothy Rantham issued the following statement. After reviewing the information released from both the Fulton County Audit in Georgia and uh, today's Arizona Senate hearing on the Maricopa County Audit, I am formally requesting a more comprehensive audit from former Justice Michael J. Gableman and the Legislative Audit Bureau in the 20, into the 2020 presidential election in Wisconsin. It is vital to our democratic process that the Wisconsin legislature acknowledges the alarming information that threatens the very fabric of our society in order to pre preserve our God-given rights and ensure that citizens can have confidence in the integrity of our elections. I'm requesting it be added to the scope of the Wisconsin audit. And it has a link there for Representative Rantham. So, yeah, and there he is without his... Uh, <laughs> without his uh, mustache or goatee or whatever. But um, moving along with that, ladies and gentlemen, and whoops, there's the banner for that story. Uh, this is dated, oh, this is from July 2021, it looks like. Oh, okay. Well, anyhow, uh, this was what the scope that he was requesting to add to that audit. Let me go ahead and see if I, can I not? No, no, I can't. So let's do it this way. All right, guys, it says here, um, this, these are the measures that he wanted to add to the audits. Inspect paper ballots, uh, inspect paper mail-in ballots in the Wisconsin Five, where private funding was used in the election process. That would be A, signs of machine-folded ballots that are perfectly creased or not creased at all. B, signs of pen puncture or indentation by a person versus print, 
Printed fill and circles on vote indicators see paper quality matches that of official use ballots. If they are heavier, lighter, or different in any way, they should be further examined. D, signs of ballots not being printed squarely or with lighter or heavier ink or any other irregularities in printed at printing aspects and e any questionable or missing chain of custody is further investigated to review the digital files the digital files of ballots to ensure what has been found in fulton county by scanning ballots multiple times did not take place in wisconsin and three more thoroughly examine the cybersecurity aspects regarding routers and internet access logins protection software updates and handling of data that shows tampering of any kind that has been found in maricopa county and four, if any of these indicators are found, these ballots should be separated from the official ballots and a chain of custody slash investigation into the origin of any fraudulent ballots should take place. All fraudulent ballots should not be counted as um, as a servant uh, as a servants of the people of Wisconsin, coupled with the findings of two other states that show evidence of fraud that show similar regularities in their election. It is our duty as a legislature to restore confidence in our election processes. We need to create transparency and settle the debate of truth versus conspiracy. This is nothing of greater importance. There is nothing of greater importance than ensuring that we uphold our constitutional rights to have a government of, by, and for the people. So saith Representative Rantham. Now, as was mentioned before, uh, there was a press conference that was held, ladies and gentlemen, uh, regarding the decertification and also, more specifically, the drop boxes. So let's talk about those drop boxes for a sec because, again, as a recap, we had a Wisconsin Supreme Court um, a judge who ruled that they are unlawful. Now, this is after several, several measures. They had several injunctions. They had several moments where they tried to uh, put a stop to or to quash uh, this ruling, okay? And it was in appeals for a while, but finally, the final ultimate decision per the Supreme Court of Wisconsin is that they're illegal. Uh, so let's take a look at this press conference that was held uh, uh, just a, a week or so ago, it looks like, over there in Wisconsin, and to see what they had to say. Present here is uh, Representative Timothy Rantham, as well as a lawyer by the name of um, Miller or Muller, uh, who will discuss the legality of these drop boxes. Uh, we'll only play a few minutes of this because uh, it's a 30 minute presentation and we don't quite have the time. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, so this way this information comes across to you all. Let's go ahead and get that rolling. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's Mr. C from The C Report, and I'm stopping in for just a sec to encourage you guys to head over to thecreport.com. At thecreport.com, you can get more information on The C Report, check out episode resources, follow our blog and get new articles every week, join our mailing list, and stay abreast on the latest news and information. That's right, head on over to thecreport.com, that's www.thecreport.com, and be sure to follow us on our social medias, Truth Social, Rumble, Twitch, Clout Hub, and Pilt.net. Good afternoon. Let me close that door, please. A little overflow here. 
I want to begin by praising God from whom all blessings flow. Then I would like to address uh, the people here today. I want to thank you all very much for the press, for the public, as well as the individuals that I invited to be with me today. It's an honor to have you all here. Introductions, beginning with my lovely wife, Caroline, is with me today. Karen Mueller, attorney from Chippewa Falls, Eau Claire area, is with me today. We got Sandra Schultz, Tristan Johannes, Chris Connell, Jefferson Davis. I'm really honored that Representative Janelle Branchin and Representative Chuck Wickers are with me here today as well. Thank you, all of you. I will do a brief overview and some comments. Mrs. Miller will follow me and then we will have Q&A, okay? On March 16th, there was a, an event in 328 Northwest that Speaker Voss was invited to. I don't think that can be in here, by the way. Um, where he was informed of the activities that occurred during the presidential 2020 election. And he exited that event indicating that massive fraud was evident, but that nothing could be done about it. On September 25th of 2020, Speaker Voss and then Majority Leader Scott Fitzgerald approved the use of drop boxes for the 2020 election. Concern I've had all along and I have yet today is how did that happen? How and why did that happen? And I think it needs to be addressed, and it will. On Friday, this past Friday, the 7th of July, the Supreme Court took up Teagan versus Weck and ruled on the use of drop boxes, not only being illegal today and going forward, but they were also illegal in 2020. And there are statements within that opinion that speak at that, as well as the, the necessity for the legislature to act on that and the intention for me today to speak at this issue is to ultimately request that we had because the people of wisconsin deserve action on this and they deserve closure on this we had already submitted a resolution to address this it was agr 120. agr 120 and 803 other bills that did not make it across the finish line at the end of the session on March 15th essentially died. AGR 120 was, however, revised and updated. And I will have copies sent or, or presentation, I should say, to all of the legislature at the conclusion of this press conference. And I will have copies available for anyone who seeks them after this press conference. The updated revision of AGR 120 is LRB. 6371. And it includes activities from the original posting up until last Friday, which includes actions taken by the Supreme Court to address one of the biggest issues within our 2020 election, the use of ballot drop boxes. Again, I will say, everywhere I go in this state, I hear constantly the people's desire and need for closure on this issue. It will not go away until something is tangibly done. And one of many acts that needs to occur 
And I know my colleague, Chairperson Branchin, is working very hard as well on this issue, is we've got to do something tangible to hold people in the process accountable. And the resolution and or LRB 6371 will do that. I look forward to a follow-up press conference in the next seven to 10 days to report back to you and the people of this state what happened after today with the presentation of the mechanism that can address the issue of our electors in this state. And I look forward to additional members of the legislative body to join me at that time so that we can move forward and do the right thing of, by, and for the people. Mrs. Mueller. Thank you. Thank you all for being here today. I am an attorney. Um, I practice in Chippewa Falls, and I have represented the Amos Center for Justice and Liberty. Two years ago, I filed a case, Mueller v. Weck, uh, that on an original action that was not heard by the Supreme Court. They had not made a decision on it, but in a four to three decision, they simply decided not to hear it. That was the precursor to Teagan v. Weck which was decided by Judge Boren back in January and now was decided finally by the Supreme Court. And their determination was that the boxes were illegal back in 2020 and they remain illegal. Based on Wisconsin law, what that tells me is, is that the um, ballots that were delivered in a manner that was inconsistent with Wisconsin law cannot be counted, could not be counted legally then because they were null and void upon delivery into an illegal receptacle. So um, I think that is uh, because of that, uh, I think there is no alternative to decertifying this election, the past election from 2020. The reason being, again, is, is that which the was um, certified in error needs to be decertified now. And that is the only conclusion I have. This is something that the legislature has the power to do. There is nothing in the constitution that says of either the federal or the state constitution that says this legislature cannot do that. In fact, the federal or the federal constitution grants the power to the state legislators in all manners or all matters regarding um, uh, this would be state election law as it relates to federal officials. So thank you. At this time, we will entertain any questions anyone you may have. Can you just describe what the LRB it's a continuance that the, the question, if you didn't hear it, is what what is the context of the resolution and what is it going to do going forward? It's a continuance of what's, which was originally uh, provided to the body. AJR 120 talked at events that had occurred and they were justified within the clause data of all the comments of my 71 slide report and, and confirmed by a subject matter and constitutional attorney experts to say it was legal to do. We added, we added elements, including the Supreme Court action of last Friday, 
that qualifies the issues of concern around the use of drop boxes and the ballots as well. So it's 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 essentially the same resolution with additional qualifiers to say why we can and why we should. And so the purpose in getting it back to the body, which will happen right after this press conference, is to say, ladies and gentlemen of the state legislature, here's the mechanism, here's the reasons why, here's the additional information that justifies the action that we and we alone uh, have the authority to take and must take in order to address this issue, at least in this way. I look forward to support after it's permitted. Yes, sir, in the back. Can you explain what the role of the county sheriffs would be in this situation? It's a great, very good question. Um, I think if, if there was a criminal case opened up, the sheriffs would have a lot of leeway to do anything, including impounding machines and, and or uh, the, the drop boxes themselves so they can't be used. So I think what, what needs to occur before any a municipal county judicial process takes place is there has to be a criminal complaint. And I say that because I did inquire with them because I do know of their authority level, but in order for them to engage as sheriffs, they have to have a criminal case in order to put everything behind. So do you believe with the date that's quickly approaching here, September 2nd, 2020, yeah, September 22nd, September 4th uh, of 2020. Sheriffs to take those into custody and probably the ballots into custody to, to obtain a, a keep up evidence before it's destroyed? Or? Well, I understand your question better now. Um, their action, or an action to file a criminal charge would constitute their ability to do impounding and or restraining of information to protect it. Uh, that's something that would need to have happened before they can actually take the act. And after this press conference, I will be talking with uh, individuals as well as legal people in that regard to see what's possible to move forward. We just for clarification, so the resolution still calls for decertification, but in a sense has more evidence since the SCOTUS ruling on Friday of how your legal argument is a little bit more powerful. Is that what you're saying? I, I, I think you, you worded it very well. Thank you for paraphrasing back. Yes, it's more powerful. It has more depth. And basically, it's, it is to reemphasize the term decertification because, as Attorney Mueller had said, when the, the ballot uh, drop boxes were used illegally, anything and all things that went into them made them null and void the moment they went into the box. So what we, what, what we, what we, what, what was created then, in my opinion, is the reason to decertify because those numbers got mixed in with the legitimate ballots. And so the whole thing's a cloud. So in a way, we don't know exactly the true outcome of the election. So how can you certify something that is unknown? And yet it was certified. So we have to decertify that to turn that switch back off again and then move from there. So you're, you're calling for decertification of everyone who's on the ballot in 2020, including yourself? No, this is presidential electors well, based. Why is it different for the other, everyone else who's on those ballots you're saying were illegally cast? My, my, my focus in the resolution is to, to address the presidential ballot and the electors only. We're not pulling back 10 electors from anyone else. It's for the presidential election to, to get the electors to get to 270 in order to become president. So it's focused on uh, but, but why? Why not? So if, if ballots put in drop boxes were done illegally, why isn't every election that was on that ballot shouldn't be certified, right? I believe the follow-up after this meeting by the legal team can address your question better than I at this point in time. My focus is purely on the Electoral College and the 10 electors. Have you spoken to any other lawmakers or particular Republican leaders like Speaker Ross who have voiced um, reservations about this in the past? Do you think something can change with it? Yeah. That's a great question. Did everybody hear that? 
uh, the question was, have I spoken to any uh, other Republican colleagues, specifically leadership and particularly Speaker Voss? Uh, that's my hope. My hope is that as additional information comes out and evidence that proves what happened in 2020 uh, was affecting the outcome of the election, that he will say, yes, we need to do something. He admitted on March 16th widespread fraud, but then said we couldn't do anything about it. I disagree with him there. I mean, it's 180 degree separation. So, so you um, haven't had any conversations before introducing that? Nope. Okay. No. We spoke once on July 15th of 2021 about this issue and haven't spoken since. All right, guys. Pretty, pretty. I mean, I like this guy's press conferences. They're short and simple and to the point, right? <laughs> that is Representative Rantham holding his press conference over in uh, Wisconsin <clears throat> regarding the drop boxes and also some detail into the 2020 decertification. Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> Timothy Rantham. So there you go, guys. That is Timothy Rantham. Let me go ahead and expand. There you go. All right, look, at he's a man of many colors on his coats. I uh, got to say that for sure. Uh, and he's also running for Wisconsin governor. And you don't hear many people talking about this man. Um, but he's been right there from the start, guys, uh, talking about um, uh, recalling the electors, about the fraud of 2020, and the likes, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so I don't see why this man did not get the endorsement of President Trump. Um, although I have seen, I have seen some Wisconsin people calling for Trump to recall his endorsement of the uh, opponent in the governor's race. I have not looked into that man, but uh, I will most definitely do that now. Uh, but I, I honestly don't think a lot of people know that Timothy Rantham is running for office, ladies and gentlemen. I really don't think many people know that Timothy Rantham is running for office. It's Tim time, ladies and gentlemen, RanthamForGovernor.com. Uh, you better believe this man would have my vote if I lived in Wisconsin. Um, he would definitely have my vote for governor of the state. Um, of course, I believe they have a Democrat governor right now. And uh, that's another excuse that uh, Rhino Robin Voss has used uh, for the reason why they cannot even move on decertification or election integrity or anything that has to do with exposing what happened during the 2020 election course and fraud, ladies and gentlemen. But, um, well, you know, I'm not going to tell you guys who to vote for. I'm not going to tell President Trump who should endorse, but uh, he probably should have. Here, let me let me play this for you real quick. Since uh, uh, Timothy Rantham doesn't get a whole lot of airtime as far as gov gubernatorialship, here's one of his campaign uh, commercials. I think the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Mr. Michaels, will you make decertifying the 2020 presidential election a priority in, if you're elected? It, it, it's not a priority. Mrs. Clayfish, the question goes to you as well. Will decertifying the 2020 election be a part of your priority if elected? No. Mr. Rantham, you have made decertifying the 2020 presidential election results your number one issue. What evidence do you have either from former Justice Michael Gableman's million dollar review or even on your own to support decertification? I'm surprised I'm the only one. Because the effect of fraudulent elections 
is causing a lot of the problems we're talking about today. Wrong person, wrong role, wrong time. We've got to get this fixed so we can do it right. There's selections, not elections, if we don't get it right. The receipts coming in on the information that supports the fraud happened and the election was uh, manipulated and the outcome was changed continue to come in every day. Uh, Special Counsel Gableman has done a very good job. His March 1st report came out. I had provided 71 slides and empirical data prior to that. It's all tied to fact and truth, and it's supported by seven constitutional attorneys and constitutional experts that say we can. Now, the people who say we can't, I'm a Republican, by the way, not a Republican. I want them to get in. We had a chance to do this in the Rules Committee, and we didn't, didn't get it done. Where, where have we seen fraud? Yes. Well, Specific. let's start with the most recent action by the Supreme Court. When they deemed that... When they deemed the drop boxes illegal, it wasn't just for that day on July 8th of 2022. It was back in November 3rd of 2020. So they've been illegal then. They were illegal then. They've been, they're illegal now, and they'll be illegal going forward. And there was hundreds of thousands of ballots that were stuffed into those boxes. Now think about this for a second. You got black and white. Now, now it's all gray. You don't know where the line is between legal and illegal. All right, we'll leave it at that. I am Jim Rampton, and I most definitely approve of this message. And I am Mr. C, and I most definitely approve of your run for governor of Wisconsin. Awesome, guys. That is amazing. Um, you know, you know, I know you guys don't like to hear it, but as we get closer to 2024, 2023, wait, 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 this is 2022. As we get closer to restoring our republic, we're going to see those people come out and turn their hand away from helping the restoration of this republic. We're going to see it, guys. We're going to see it. All right. So, you know, Timothy Rantham said, you know, he's a Republican, not a Republican. Finding his way to yes. Yes, we can decertify. But, you know, even even as it's been brought up as far as decertification goes and as far as what the Constitution allows or does not allow, just like Aurelius Locke says in the chat room, the feds do not grant power to the states. The states have that power anyway per the Constitution. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, and, and I'm just, I'm stoked that many people are not just realizing it, but it's setting in. It's gelling well. Oh, yeah, this makes absolute sense here, guys. Uh, the Constitution is a government limiting document, so it would not tell you you can't decertify. It tells you what you can't do, and because it does not say anything about decertification, that is enumerated back to the states, okay? Uh, and, and, you know, as we move forward, more and more ways of articulating that point will become apparent. But as I was saying, Representative Rantham has been a, a thorn in the side or the posterior of this man, Speaker Rhino Robin Voss. I know you guys probably want to hear at least one more time tonight.
Rhino, ladies and gentlemen, a Rhino. All right, so there you go. Um, now, Speaker Robin Voss, ladies and gentlemen, it has been said on this broadcast before, is not only responsible for bringing in drop boxes to the state of Wisconsin, he's also responsible for bringing it to the entire nation. All right, uh, as former president of the National Council of state legislatures, uh, and in teaming up with CISA, that is the Cyber Infrastructure Security uh, Security um, uh, Administration. <laughs> I'll get that right someday. Uh, you know, they were very instrumental in bringing in these drop boxes during the 2020 elections, okay? That was one of the roles that the uh, NCLS played. Uh, at that time, in coordination with CISA and all of the other um, alphabet letter information um, election agencies that popped up, you know, like CEIR, CISA, uh, the um, um, uh, EC, um, Election Assistance Commission, EAS, and all that stuff. You know, they all teamed up to work on that stuff together. And we've mentioned it here before. And uh, we've actually shared this before. But you know what? Because this is the work of Ramtham. You know, and, and I believe this man, uh, based on all of the documents I've seen and the evidence and the videos and the and the interviews, you know, we'll have to I'll have to pull up uh, that. Uh, what would he say? It was like 70, 70 slide um, presentation. Uh, and then, of course, in that commercial we just saw in that advert in that promo for promo adver advertisement, whatever you want to call it uh, for his gubernatorial run had a lot of those slides in there. So there's going to be a wealth of information. Uh, and I, I get the feeling that just based on what I saw, it's good. There's going to be a lot of stuff in there that I might not even have known about, which is amazing, which is great. Thank you, Timothy Rantham, for what you are doing in the state of Wisconsin and for this nation. Uh, let's take a look at one of these press releases that he had written up that exposed Rhino Robin Voss, ladies and gentlemen. It's a classic now. Uh, let's see here. It's uh, Let There Be Light number five. And we'll skip down to this first section here talks about um, the judge's ruling. That's Judge Boren's ruling on um, the um, uh, uh, absentee drop boxes being illegal. And then also about uh, the Center for Tech and Civics Life role in that regard. But skipping down to Robin Voss's role, it says here, upon a more extensive review of the case, it was discovered that the Dropbox effort was organized by the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. It's They use security two times in the name CISA. That's why I always, um, Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security. Okay. And then CISA was, pre was present. CISA, again, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, was present at Senator Brenier's press conference alongside the Center for Elections, Innovation, and Research. Now, Senator Bernier is the one who's been the most vocal opposing decertification, okay? Senator Bernier is also the senator that teamed up with Robin Voss to hide in one of the assembly bills legislation that would basically have null, made rendered null and void the Supreme Court's um, ruling that uh, the drop boxes were illegal, unlawful, and unconstitutional. Yeah, that's Robin Voss and Senator Bernier. Those two, those two, uh, those two treasonous individuals uh, 
Uh, but CISA and a CEIR were present at Senator Bernier's press conference, which the press conference was all about not decertifying and the legality of the 2020 theft. CISA worked in conjunction with other national organizations like the Center for Tech and Civic Life and the Center for Elections, Innovations, and Research. But the most concerning of note is their <clears throat> working in conjunction with the National Conference of State Legislatures, which promoted CISA's campaign of illegal drop boxes on October 2nd, 2020. The National Conference for State Legislatures president at the time was the Speaker of the Wisconsin State Assembly, Rhino Robin Voss, who later appointed a special counsel investigation into the 2020 election under a contract that states the findings may only be reported to himself. Now, there's something else that's a little bit sneaky, a little bit of that inside baseball that we might not all be aware of. A, a clause in Michael Gableman's contract that said he has to report all the findings to Robin Voss and no one else. Uh, my thinking on that line of uh, notion, of course, is that, well, you know, if Rhino Robin Voss really is a rhino, and we all know that he is, and we all know he's extremely two-faced and duplicitous, uh, he took a plane ride with President Trump, right? That was during President Trump's Alabama visit last year in uh, August, I think. And, um, uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, told probably told President Trump everything that he wanted to hear. And I'm thinking President Trump's just sitting there like... This guy's lying to me square in the face, right? Because you can be, you got discernment. <laughs> if you even claim to have empathy, you can tell these things, right? Anyhow, so um, it, it was shortly thereafter that he hires Michael Gableman, and maybe he was going to try and uh, bottleneck or to, uh, I don't know, maybe hide away, right? He was going to squirrel away all that information that Michael Gableman found so that no one would ever know. It didn't quite work out that way, Robin Voss. Sorry. You know, Michael Gableman was probably like, well, screw it. I'm going to tell everybody anyways. And he uh, released his interim report. He went to war with some of the state legislators. Uh, that would be the lawmakers, of course, uh, representatives and senators. And uh, well, here we are today, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I think that puts Robin Voss in quite the pickle, actually, if you ask me. Anyhow, uh, the uh, press release continues, again, this is from Representative Tim Rantham running for governor in Wisconsin. Connecting further dots, we also discovered the director of Wisconsin Legislative Council, uh, Anne Sappenfield, is also a member of the National Conference of State Legislatures. Um, it says Anne Sappenfield. Um, and she serves as the NCSL's executive committee since 2006. She's been a member. And it was the Legislative Council's memo to Senator Bernier that said, we cannot reclaim our 10 electors. I pray my colleagues embrace the light of these truths and pursue their dutiful constitutional obligations for we, the people. And then the rest of this press release gives the gives all the sauce. It gives all of the receipts. It gives all of the empirical evidence, the findings that support his press release. Okay. Uh, so what we'll look at now is another uh, um, another document from this press release. This document here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, is a document regarding Speaker Robin Voss's um, uh, presidency or chairmanship of the NCLS 
NCSL, excuse me, uh, as highlighted here, it says Speaker Voss is on his seventh year of service on the National Conference of State Legislatures Executive Committee, serving as president from 2019 to November of 2021. And then it gives us some of the information regarding his role as president and president emeritus of the NCSL. So yeah, Speaker Robin Voss was definitely engaged in that. And again, the NCSL during his tenure as president worked with CISA and CEIR to get those drop boxes implemented, not just in Wisconsin, but also nationwide. Here's another document from that press release. Um, and again, uh, this is regarding Robin Voss and his um, approval of drop boxes. Ladies and gentlemen, it says here, uh, Dear City Clerk Witzel Bale, I write on behalf of Wisconsin State Assembly Speaker Robin Voss and Wisconsin State Senate Majority Leader Scott Fitzgerald, both rhinos, regarding the imminent illegal collection of absentee ballots that your office intends to perform tomorrow throughout your so-called democracy in the park campaign. It says, we wholeheartedly support voters' use of any of these convenient, secure, and expressly authorized absentee ballot return methods. Now, uh, just cutting to the skinny of it, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there was a Democracy in the Park campaign where they were going to illegally collect their, in other words, come down to so-and-so park in Wisconsin with your absentee ballots and we'll take them to... You know, the elections, uh, the elections um, um, a group for you guys so they can count your ballots. Illegal, right? So uh, they write a letter to these people and they're like, look, democracy in the park and collecting all of these ballots is illegal. But you can always use our convenient absentee ballot drop boxes. They are approved by uh, Majority Leader Fitzgerald and Speaker Robin Voss, ladies and gentlemen. So there is more evidence that uh, about Robin Voss's duplicitousness. And this is the work that Timothy Rantham was doing that got him into a lot of trouble with Robin Voss. And Robin Voss uh, took him off committee. Robin Voss barred him from attending any elections, uh, integrity proceedings, and he also stripped him of his staffer at the Capitol. So Robin Voss's office is literally run only by, I'm sorry, not Robin Voss's office, but Timothy Rantham's office was literally being run by himself. He was not even given a staffer. That's how, that's, that's the kind of shady person Robin Voss is, ladies and gentlemen. So Robin Voss has said many, many times, uh, decertification is impossible. The constitution does not allow for decertification because apparently Either this man is stupid and does not understand how our constitution and his state constitution works, or he's depending on us to have no information or low information about how politics and, more importantly, our government works for us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but finally, Robin Voss has allowed some type of concession. He says, well, the only way that we can uh, have decertification is if massive evidence of election fraud is documented to have occurred and determined by the courts in Wisconsin. What does that tell you, ladies and gentlemen? Could it possibly mean that things are turning? The tide is turning, ladies and gentlemen, over there in Wisconsin. And uh, Robin Voss is having to renege on his previous statements. Now, there is that photo 
of President Trump and Ryan, um, sorry, Robin Voss on President Trump's plane to Alabama. This is the moment where Robin Voss was forced to step up to the plate for the American people because he was the audience of one President Trump. Two-faced, two-faced serpent, ladies and gentlemen. So here, here's where Robin Voss talks about the massive fraud. It says, massive fraud identified in Wisconsin and decided in the court of law. Those are the only two things needed to redo an election per Speaker Robin Voss. Duplicitous. He's like, out of one side of his face, he's like, we will never decertify. And out of the other side of his face, now he's saying, oh, well, you know, if there's fraud and if the courts decide, then yeah, maybe we can redo the election. Dang, I don't know how this man keeps up with himself, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but here it's uh, only days ago, the Supreme Court in the state of Wisconsin decided the ballot drop boxes used in the state are illegal under state statutes. Tens of thousands of ballots were inserted into these drop boxes in 2020, and the state was given to Joe Biden by much less than that amount. There is no way of telling what ballots were inserted into these drop boxes now, but we know the drop boxes are illegal in the state. Some candidates for statewide office held a press conference days ago where they agreed that the 2020 election results should be overturned due to the fact that ballot drop boxes were used in the 2020 election and were illegal under Wisconsin statutes. Representative Timothy Rantham, who is running for governor in the state, and attorney Karen Mueller, or Mueller, uh, who is running for attorney general, were with Jefferson Davis and other citizens at this event. Too true, too true, Oklahoma Bob. Who would name their child Jefferson Davis? Today, citizens in the state released a video of Wisconsin Speaker Voss laying out legitimate reasons for decertifying the 2020 election. Jefferson Davis shared with multiple politicians and officials and citizens in the state state. It says, we have major breaking news involving Speaker Voss and the possibility of a do-over of the 2020 presidential election in Wisconsin, thanks to many of our statewide volunteer research team members. A number of our volunteers have uncovered a recent video, May 24th, 2022, of Speaker Voss with Wisconsin Eye involving election fraud from the 2020 presidential election in Wisconsin. The video and source have been vetted for authenticity and accuracy. We have been stating publicly for over a year that when it can be proven that the election fraud affected the outcome of an election, then one of the remedies for an out for the outcome of that election that was affected by fraud is to have a do-over. Whether ordered by the proper authority or the legislature exercising their constitutional plenary power to call an ex extraordinary session to seek a remedy for an election outcome that was affected by election law, it can be done even if someone has already been sworn into office, no matter what level of government or time frame. After speaking with, uh, after meeting with Speaker Voss in March of 2022 and asking him to look at the evidence that we believe affected the outcome of the 2020 presidential election in Wisconsin, along with considering the legal constitutional aspects, Speaker Voss finally, after nearly 18 months of denial, agreed with us that there was widespread election fraud with more data coming in. Today's revelation from Speaker Voss with Wisconsin Eye takes the decision of permanently outlawing ballot drop boxes by the Wisconsin Supreme Court on Friday, July 8th, 2022. 
to a whole new level with Speaker Voss now agreeing with us that the outcome of an election affected by provable and overwhelming fraud in a court of law can be ordered to have a do-over of that election. We are presenting two videos of Speaker Voss agreeing with us that a do-over of an election outcome that was affected by fraud is a remedy. The first one is the 24-second clip of Speaker Voss admitting a do-over of an election is necessary when it is proven in the court of law that overwhelmingly fraud was proven to have affected the outcome of an election. And the second video is the entire interview with Speaker Voss and Wisconsin I. The do-over discussion begins at 15 minutes, 33 seconds and ends at 17 minutes, 11 seconds. We agree with and support Speaker Voss on the following matters from the 2020 presidential election in Wisconsin. Okay. It says, one, there was widespread election fraud in the 2020 Wisconsin presidential election. And two, a do-over of the election can be necessary if it can be proven in a court of law that the fraud affected the outcome of the election even after someone was sworn into office. We are considering every imaginable option to address the remedies for the election fraud that clearly affected the outcome of the 2020 presidential election in Wisconsin that allegedly was decided by 20,682 votes. This remedy is not new. It has happened numerous times over the past 30 years. Here are some examples from 1992 to 2022. Uh, they had um, all multiple states. Check this out, guys. Multiple states, Alabama in 2016, California in 2021 and in 2012, Florida in 2021, Pennsylvania in 94, West Virginia in 2012, uh, Florida in 92 and in 96, Georgia in 2019, Louisiana in 2015, Mississippi in 2021, Missouri in 2016, uh, New Jersey in 2015, uh, North Carolina in 2018 and in 2014, and in 2016, geez louise, for local mayor, federal, state mayor, uh, local county, look at all of these different types or levels of, um, of, of uh, office, state, and the remedy. Most of these are do-overs. We had county do-overs in Texas in 2018 and a mayor do-over in 2018 as well. So here is Voss explaining the situation when an election can be redone and former Supreme Court Justice in Wisconsin, Michael Gableman, called for the certification in March before the recent Supreme Court ruling on drop boxes. You see why we have Wisconsin as is being number one in leading the certification in America? Because at this point, man, these guys are on it. Now, um, just as a way of kind of guffaw, whoa, 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 just as a way of kind of guffawing or, uh, you know, um, heckling <laughs> or what's another good word, jeering at Robin Voss. Here is a clip that someone, oh, remember I told you hot government. Uh, it was the, uh, election integrity group in Wisconsin, H O T government, hot government, I'm, uh, I'm thinking it's honest or honest something, something, okay, um, in government. They did this little like splicing of videos with Robin Voss saying that, uh, talking about the drop boxes, okay, and talking about the certification. And they spliced it together, his words, with what they said at the press conference that was attorney Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, 
who I know some people say Mueller, some people say Mueller. In Texas, you say Mueller, okay? And uh, apparently in D.C., you say Mueller, okay? So anyways, anyways, they spliced together a video from the press conference with Mueller, who's running for attorney general in Wisconsin. If I were there, she'd have my vote, right, uh, for the primaries on August 9th. Uh, but check this out. It's just, it's a funny little, it's a funny little ditty, actually. I got to fix the sound again real quick. And uh, we're done, ladies and gentlemen, with the C-Report for tonight. So just check this video out real quick, and uh, we'll wrap it up here. It does not go back. Court case, as you read it, does not go back and say what happened in 2020 was illegal. It just says going forward, it can't happen. And their determination was that the boxes were le illegal back in 2020, and they remain illegal. Um, he would like us to do something different in Wisconsin. I explained that it's not allowed under the Constitution. Ballots that were delivered in a manner that was inconsistent with Wisconsin law cannot be counted, could not be counted legally then because they were null and void upon delivery into an illegal receptacle. Well, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and there you go, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. So Robin Voss, sorry, buddy. Sorry, buddy. Uh, but your two faces are showing yet again, ladies and gentlemen. All right, guys. So that's some pretty good stuff coming at us from Wisconsin, ladies and gentlemen. I got to say, I got to say, you know, more reasons to look forward than to look backwards, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, just don't forget, when it comes to the 2020 elections, we're not looking forward yet. Oh, we are keeping our eyes squarely on that time because that is the golden ticket to truly draining the swamp here in America, okay? Because from the White House to the State House, ladies and gentlemen, the American people are coming for liberty, truth, justice, the American way of life. And uh, we're not going to stop until it gets settled. All right, guys, thanks for joining us for another episode of The Sea Report here on this Wednesday evening. If you have not had enough of uh, me, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll be back in about 20 minutes over on our Rumble page. And uh, if you're over at uh, thepill.net or foxhole.app, join me and the bartender over at the Speak Uneasy's channel as we bring another episode of This Is News to the forefront. It'll be a fun time and a good way to unwind from the day's headlines. And as for the Sea Report, we'll be back with another episode tomorrow evening. So uh, we look forward to you it to it. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, as always, be safe, be blessed, and God bless America. We'll see you soon. about Georgia. Uh, President Trump truthed about this earlier. Ballot images missing, right? Drop boxes with no video. And Disney's like, well, we don't care about that. We're going to die on this hill. We're going to be gay and we're going to rape our children no matter what you say because we 
are Disney. Uh, we don't normally run Sea in the Dark uh, during the week. Uh, for those of you who are wondering, what the heck is this bald band talking about? Uh, you know, multiple broadcasts and shows come here on Mr. CTV channel. Uh, so you've got your Sea Report Monday through Friday in the evening hours, right? And uh, we do Sea in the Dark, which is a late night weekend talk show kind of, you know, broadcast, right? So guys, watch out. We got a swamp creature coming to the screen. So look out now. Look out now. Woo! <laughs> oh no, it's wretched Gretchen Whitmer. Sorry, the number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Though victory is proof of the skills you possess, defeat is the proof of your grit. A weakling can smile in his days of success, but at trouble's first sign, he will quit. So the test of the heart and the test of your pluck isn't skies that are sunny and fair, but how do you stand to the blow that is struck, and how do you battle despair? A fool can seem wise when the pathway is clear, and it's easy to see the way out. But the test of a man's judgment is something to fear, and what does he do when in doubt? And the proof of his faith is the courage he shows when sorrows lie deep in his breast. It's the way that he suffers the griefs that he knows that bring out his worst or his best. The test of a man is how much he will bear for a cause which he knows to be right. How long will he stand in the depths of despair? How much will he suffer and fight? There are many who serve when the victory's near, and few are the hurts to be borne. But it calls for a leader of courage to cheer the men in a battle forlorn. It's the way you hold out against odds that are great that proves what your courage is worth. It's the way that you stand to the bruises of fate that shows up your stature and girth. And victory's nothing but proof of your skill, veneered with a glory that's thin, unless it is proof of unfaltering will, and unless you have suffered to win.